0: Soundly. So right now our listeners get thirty percent off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash pod for thirty percent off your subscription. But only until May twelfth. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleeppod today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number thirty one. Holla. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now, so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he still wants to be on Dancing with the Stars, and partnered with Anna Tribenskaya Pat Flynn. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome to the 31st session of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Pat Flynn here, and I just wanted to quickly wish you a very, very, very happy new year. This is the first session of 2012 and I just wanted to start it off with something sort of more inspirational, something that actually happened as a result of doing this podcast, which led me to eventually fulfilling a lifelong goal of mine. This is something I mentioned briefly in one session of the podcast before in one of the intros, um, although I can't remember exactly which episode that was specifically. Now, if this is your first time listening to the show, Thank you and and welcome, of course. I typically have some interviews or do a solo show with a ton of advice and tips about blogging, entrepreneurship, online business, productivity, niche sites, affiliate marketing, passive income, all that stuff, you name it. So if it's your first time and you want to really get down into some of the getting started material and, and take action items, stuff that you can do right now, I recommend you start by listening to sessions number 15, 16, and 17 which is sort of a three-part series on the types of passive income available to you and what comes along with each as far as investments in time, money, and effort. So I encourage uh, I encourage you uh, to check that out if you're just getting started. You can find them on iTunes or in the podcast section on the blog. But for today, like I said, I have something special to share. So just sit back, relax, because I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> On January first, two thousand and eleven, about a year ago on New Year's Day, I received an email through the contact form on my blog. Now, I get a ton of emails, a ton of emails, and I do read them uh, quickly. But usually, after that, I'll move them into a follow up category if a reply is necessary. Uh, if a reply is necessary, and I answer them in batches later on. That's a tip I picked up from Tim Ferriss and uh, the Four Hour Work Week, and it does work really well. At least for me, it does. But uh, you know, after this one particular email that came on New Year's Day 2011, I got really excited and made sure I made time to respond. The email came from a guy named Mitchell Peck who said he had found me on iTunes. He enjoyed listening to my podcast and he asked me if I was interested in helping him with web and social media stuff. Now, I get asked to work with people uh, to consult or coach or mentor every single day. And it's kind of a weird thing for me because on one hand, I'm extremely honored that people reach out to me and know that I can help them. That really, really means a lot to me, and it shows that I'm actually doing something right with my business online. But on the other hand, there are so many requests, it leaves me a little depressed because I can't possibly help everybody. And as much as I really want to, I just I just can't. And I hate saying no to people, but I've learned that that's exactly what I've had to do to make progress or else I just wouldn't have time to do anything uh, you know, I just can't get every person under my wing because if I, if I were to do that, I would only do it if I had the ability to give 110 percent of my time and energy to them. Uh, and, w- and with the projects I'm currently working on right now, plus the thing that's most important to me, which is my family, my wife and son who I, who I want to spend most of my time with, I, I just can't possibly say yes to everybody. And, if I, and if, you know if I say yes to one person, I feel like it's not fair if I say no uh, to another. I mean that—that's why I spend most of my time working. When I do work, doing stuff for the blog and and the SPI community, and doing podcasts and videos for the SPI fans, because I can reach and teach more people at the same time. But this one particular email was different because Mitchell Peck, he uh, is a Hollywood producer, and he was asking for help with an upcoming movie that's scheduled to be uh, to be released this April, April of two thousand twelve. And I've always been really interested in, in Hollywood, not really like, you know, I don't, I don't want to become an actor and star in a film or anything like that. Uh, but it's just kind of a really interesting industry to me. I love the dynamics of how it works. It's sort of like, it's sort of like blogging, you know. It, a, a lot of people do it, but it takes uh, something special and unique to stand out of the crowd. And you can literally have an impact on people's lives as a result of the work you put out. Uh, you know, on film or with blogging um, and, and those types of things. So I doubt I'll ever audition or anything like that for a movie. Although, you know, if anybody out there knows any roles, that would be right for me. Uh, let me know because I'm always down to try new things. But, uh, you know, to be honest, I've, I've tried acting before and uh, just for fun and I really suck at it. <laughs> uh, I've always wanted to be on the big screen, though, which is why one of my goals, one of my lifelong goals uh, you may remember from that earlier podcast episode, intro was to become an extra in a movie. So when Mitchell contacted me at the beginning of a new year and asked for help with his movie, uh, I replied back and we began to chat and talk about the project he was working on and what I could do for him. and And long story short, you know, I was interested. I was hired, sort of like a consultant for this movie, and we worked out a contract which included deliverables like a brand new website. Uh, you know, they just had a generic-looking Yahoo business type of website, uh, and pretty much being in charge of their entire social media campaign, which you know I, I didn't know how to do because I have my own brand that does uh, fairly well in, in the social media realm. Now, my official title for this movie is Director of Web and Social Media. Sounds pretty official, right? And you can actually look me up in IMDb, in the Internet Movie Database, for this movie, uh, and, and you'll see that that title next to my name. It's pretty cool. I mean. And you know, I, I this all happened because I put myself out there in a podcast, and this guy found me. it's It's really crazy. So more details. The movie is an independent movie with a it's it's sort of a relatively small budget. It's around five to seven million dollars, which in the movie industry, you know, if you know anything about it, that's not very much, especially when you consider some movies nowadays have budgets around hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, but but this movie had a smaller budget, but as a result of being independent, it could be a little more liberal as far as their approach to the movie and the marketing behind it, which is why I was contacted because Mitchell knew the power behind internet and social media for building a brand. So it would be worth investing some time and money to reach out to fans this way through social media instead of, you know, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on billboards or, or TV ads and things like that. So the movie, the name of the movie is called Crooked Arrows, and it's about the sport of lacrosse. Now, before getting into this, uh, you know, before being hired, I knew hardly anything about lacrosse. You know, growing up here on the West Coast, lacrosse isn't as popular as it is on the East Coast, although my high school did have a club team and a couple of my friends were in it, and they let me practice with them a couple of times. I picked up a stick, and and honestly, it's a really difficult sport, uh, but it's a lot of fun to watch. It's fast. It's exciting. It could get pretty rough. It's sort of like hockey combined with soccer, you know, two sports that that. You know, at one point in my life, I was completely obsessed with, I actually used to sit down every day there was a game on with a legal pad. Every day there was a hockey game on, I I would sit down with a legal pad, watch the games and write down all the players' names, their numbers, their positions, the plays they made and things like that. And I was was eight years old. (laughs) I mean, there was no internet back then, so I couldn't look all that stuff up. I had to figure it out on my own and that's how I learned and became kind of a hockey freak for a good uh, two years. But anyways... Now that I've been involved with this movie for over a year, I'm totally in love with the sport, the 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 the, the pride that comes along with it, and the diehard fans that just eat, sleep, and breathe lacrosse. It's it's awesome, and of course, uh, the amazing history behind the sport is is very inspiring. It's it's actually America's oldest sport that was actually played by the Native Americans. They called it the Creator's Game, a game handed down to them from. God. And, uh, you know, it was a ceremonial sport used to promote health and strength among the people. And at the same time, it was also used to vent aggression and resolve sort of territorial disputes. And and back in the day, get this, games used to last for days with over a thousand people per team or per side uh, on a field up to 15 miles long. I mean, isn't that, can you imagine playing on a field that's 15 miles long? Uh, so, so the movie *Crooked Arrows* it's a story about a mixed blood Native American. His name is Joe Logan. Uh, the character he's actually played by Brandon Routh, who you may recognize uh, from *Superman Returns*. He was the Superman in that movie, which is pretty awesome. Uh, his dad in the movie is actually played by Gil Birmingham, who is Jacob's dad in the Twilight series, uh, which is which is pretty cool, uh, pretty cool too. So the lead character he's eager to modernize modernize his reservation, but he must first prove himself to his father who is the tribal chairman and sort of more traditional and he is tasked with coaching the reservation's high school lacrosse team which competes against you know better equipped better trained more powerful people from the uh, or more powerful lacrosse players from the prep school league so it's sort of similar to Mighty Ducks in that way but what separates this movie in my opinion and is the main reason why I agreed to help out is because there has never been a movie that can really truly be considered a lacrosse movie. I mean, there there are millions of lacrosse fanatics out there who don't have their own sports movie, and this movie is made to fill that role. I mean, there's sort of a joke out there uh, that on, there's only a couple movies that actually show lacrosse being played in the movie, and one of them was American Pie, uh, which isn't very uh, a very serious movie and really had nothing to do with lacrosse. But. So no mainstream movie... Uh, has ever featured lacrosse like this, and no mainstream movie has ever featured and highlighted the Native American community and culture this way, which is why a lot of Native American communities all around the U.S. are super stoked uh, for this movie. So those are the reasons why I got into it, so I thought that was really cool. So as a result of agreeing to do this project, as of course, you know, there was some compensation involved, but part of the agreement uh, was that if I were to do this, I would be able to come out on the set one day and be an extra on the film. And they totally agreed. And in August of 2011, some of you may remember, I I said I flew out to Boston for a project to meet with a client. Well, I flew out to Boston for four days to meet with them and be on set and meet all the actors like Brendan Routh, Gil Birmingham, Chelsea Ricketts, and the director Steve Rash. I mean, it was awesome. So I got to be an extra in the movie. And that was, you know, I fulfilled that lifelong goal, which is again, All because of this podcast and just putting myself out there and I'll get more into that in a second. But it was really interesting because I got to see what production is like, uh, which to be honest uh, is pretty boring. You know, I, I mean a lot of the scenes were shot over and over and over again. And when you're not a part of that particular scene, you just kind of sit there and wait. Uh, but it was totally worth it. And I did get a few times on camera, uh, you know, as an extra in the crowd, but they put me up front next to some of those main actors. So we'll see what happens. I don't know if they're going to use those scenes or not, but I hope so. And, uh, it was just really cool. So it it was such an awesome experience. So now I'm going to talk about my strategy. How am I involved with this project and what do I, you know, what am I doing to help out? And this is where you can possibly learn some things that can help you in your business too. So the strategy I adopted or kind of proposed to them was very similar to my own strategy for smart passive income, a sort of multimedia, multi-platform, be everywhere approach. If you go back to session number 28, that's all about my approach of being everywhere, being on multiple platforms and having it all work together to create one big brand. And that was the idea here. Now with blogging, the hub for a be everywhere type of strategy is typically the blog like it is for Smart Passive Income, with other components like podcasting and YouTube, links from other blogs, all driving traffic back to the blog. Now, in the movie industry, that's not normally how it happens. You don't see people flocking to blogs for movies to become a part of, uh, part of a community there. The website for most movies is sort of just almost an afterthought for some of them. Uh, but I, I wanted the website to be a pretty major component of the strategy because I knew how powerful it was and you know, not necessarily become the hub Because I think the hub or the center or the node of of a strategy for someone in the movie industry or maybe a band or something is going to be YouTube and Facebook. But still, the website is important, which is why my first task was to totally revamp their really generic-looking website. So I came up with about five different design proposals, all done in Photoshop. I mean, I'm really lucky uh, to have experience in Photoshop from my uh, architecture background and then getting laid off and being able to apply that in online business. I, that, that's been really helpful, uh, actually. And, you know, you can actually head over to crookedarrows.com right now to see what the final design looks like, which is uh, so it was sort of a group decision. And, you know, we all helped each other out to, to create one final product, which is the website you see now. Uh, you know, the producers, co-producers, the director and other people on the crew uh, chimed in. So the question is, did I code the site myself? And no, totally not. And I hate coding. When I first started blogging, first started doing online business, I thought I had to do everything myself. But I've, I've since learned that, you know, you know, as much as I appreciate the time I spent to do that, to learn how that works, I still don't like to do it and I don't want to do it. That's why I have my guy Mike, uh, my VA from the Philippines, to thank uh, whenever I need some stuff done for Smart Passive Income. And actually, I had him put together this website. So he, he's really good. He can actually take a Photoshop design, slice and dice it, and turn it into a WordPress theme. So that's been really helpful. I don't know if I talked about Mike before, but he's a person I hired full-time from Chris Ducker's service, Virtual Staff Finder. And I have an affiliate link for that if you wanted to check that out. It's smartpassiveincome.com slash virtual staff finder. Uh, And, you know, Mike and I are buds. And, you know, I sent his son a Christmas present last month and he's always helping me out. I mean, it's a fantastic relationship and he's he's doing some great work for me. So, yeah, having Mike on board made this job, this particular job for Crooked Arrows a lot easier and actually a lot more passive. Uh, So I'm basically the mastermind and the designer. And then he does all the dirty work, which is, you know, what he's good at and what he enjoys. So back to the website. It sort of incorporates a bit of stuff I learned over the past few years that worked for bloggers and online businesses along with what would work better for a movie. I had to do some research and check out other movie sites, see what they're doing, what was you know not working and what was working. So if you go to the website, crookederos.com, right at the top, it includes an opt-in form to collect emails for an email list, which you know a lot of other movie sites were not doing. But now, because of that, now we ha- we can get immediate feedback after we have an announcement or if we have a new product like a DVD or new some new shirts or hats come out, we can immediately reach uh, what is now about 7,000 people who have signed up for that list. Uh, direct access to fans that way, which is really nice. Um, the site also incorporates a place to feature the latest YouTube video that we've posted. And since it's a movie that we're promoting here, there's always going to be some new footage Uh, footage to show like an interview or preview or trailer Uh, so I just made sure that that was you know there was a spot front and center for the latest YouTube video and then of course we have all the sponsors and people who endorse the movie right there as well so there's an area for that Uh, the main one being Reebok so we have a big Reebok logo at the top too. I also helped to build the store that's on that website an e-commerce store that sells hats and shirts and things like that you can actually buy merchandise from the site, which was something something totally brand new to me. I don't do I haven't ever done that before. so I had to do a lot of research and figure this out on my own. but I went with a service called Shopify at shopify.com to create the store and again thanks to Mike, it's totally integrated with the website and we've been selling some shirts and hats here and there uh, making a few thousand dollars uh, which help for funding uh, which is great. So if you're thinking about setting up an online shop and selling real merchandise, I definitely recommend Shopify. My experience with them was excellent, and since it was my first time doing anything like that, I had a lot of questions to ask, and they were always very, very responsive and helpful. So now, like I was saying, the website, it's not the hub of the entire brand. It's an important component, and it has some legs, especially with the email list and rankings now in Google for some important keywords like the movie name itself, uh, of course, but also terms like lacrosse movie or lacrosse film. Uh, We get some traffic from that. But what seems to be more important in this world, the movie world, is YouTube and Facebook and those two things working together, actually. So after building out the website, it was time to create a YouTube channel. And this was going to be where all of our interviews, all the -the behind-the-scenes stuff, stuff uh, that was filmed during production from their EPK, which is which stands for Electronic Press Kit, uh, trailers, previews, and things like that. And this is actually where more of our content gets started. So the idea is to post something on YouTube, a video of some kind, and use all the same strategies that I've outlined here on the podcast before, like rich tagging and, and a rich description, making sure the URL's in the first part of the description, conscious video, thumbnail selection, uh, and a bunch of other things. You can actually listen to podcast session number 19 it's all about youtube tips and how to properly post into youtube and get the most out of that Uh, so you know after posting to youtube then it gets embedded onto our website posted on social media platforms then the email broadcast goes out we alert our marketing partners and then we get as a result maximum exposure for all of our stuff again all starting with youtube so in addition to the website and in addition to YouTube, there's also a thriving Facebook page. And Facebook has sort of become the center of most of the uh, the interaction that comes with the fans, which is fun. Uh, but for me, it's, it's also challenging. So I, I'm actually mostly in charge of posting all the updates and announcements on the Facebook page. You can check it out at facebook.com slash Crooked Arrows. And I respond to fans too. And the challenge is making it seem like I'm there at the production office uh, I mean, I am a part of the Crooked Arrows team. You know, I'm going to be in the credits, but I'm just chilling here at my home office in San Diego, uh, sometimes downstairs on the couch on my laptop, while responding to messages from people on Facebook about a sport I only just recently grew to love. Uh, but it's totally fun, though, and I enjoyed. It. I, I really enjoy the challenge, and I, I'm totally engulfed in this project, which makes it easy for me to respond. And, of course, if there's something I can't answer, the producers, who are also the admins of the page, step in. Uh, so again, you could check out the fan page at facebook.com slash crooked arrows. Since you're probably not a fan already, you'll see the fan gateway I set up, uh, which means you'll have to actually click like to see the trailer. That's kind of the latest thing we've been experimenting with and it's actually been working out really well. So that's Facebook. I also set up a Twitter account for the brand and connected with a few thousand lacrosse fans through Twitter already. I also worked with people on set while I was in Boston to make sure that we were all connected on Twitter. And when I share something on Twitter through the Crooked Arrows Twitter account, uh, you know they blast it out to their fans too. You know most of the crew and of course the actors, uh, most of them they have Twitter accounts. So you know it's really it's a really cool, fast and fun way to spread the word quite quickly. I also spent a lot of time up front following people who I knew were lacrosse players or interested in lacrosse. So how did I know that? People were interested in lacrosse. I actually followed the followers of brands like U.S. Lacrosse, which is the governing body of the entire sport here in the U.S. I also followed the followers of Major League Lacrosse, Inside Lacrosse, which is one of the biggest blogs on the sport, Reblock Lacrosse, and some of the more popular lacrosse players like Paul Rabel. You know, all of their followers were obviously following them because they were interested in lacrosse. So when I followed those people. Many of them followed me or the Crooked Arrows Twitter account back, you know, almost automatically. And that was a good way to start building connections on Twitter. I also noticed uh, you know, that once production started and some of the stars of the movie started tweeting about being on set, uploading pictures and that that sort of thing, their followers began to follow the account too. Uh, Gil Birmingham, who was in the Twilight movies, you know, there's a lot of Twi Hard fans out there who you know, just look for anything related to twilight uh, and and they tweet it and and things like that. so we got some good followers from them too because they're interested in his role in the movie. I'm also about fifty percent complete with an iPhone application that we have coming out for the movie since I do have some experience with that already, you know co- owning an iPhone application company that you know, side note has picked up a little bit since Christmas. We just put out a few new updates to some of our applications, and we're getting good results. Make it about 150 to 250 dollars a day now. So that app is probably going to be free because all we want to do is get more eyes on our brand and get people excited about the movie and build buzz. Uh, so that should come out hopefully in the next month or two, leading up to the kind of uh, debut in April. So back to Crooked Arrows. Now we did technically start from scratch here. But at the same time, because of the nature of the film being sort of the first real lacrosse movie and film to really focus on the Native American culture and community and history in a modern day setting, it was relatively easy to get a following and build a fan base because we reached out. And when, and when I say we reached out, I'm mainly talking about the producers who are amazing uh, and are really good at what they do. Uh, but 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 they reached out to all the lacrosse entities and Native American communities out there and they built relationships with them. And not just through, you know, a, a measly little email, too. I mean, like really forming relationships, going out to meet them and have lunch and, and create partnerships with them, going out of their way, which is, I think, a great example of how to succeed really in anything. I mean, you can't do anything alone. You have to build those important relationships and help each other out if you want to grow, and especially grow fast. In blogging, it's it's other bloggers in your niche that you have to build relationships with, and doing things like guest posting, and going out of your way to get to know people and help them so they can help you later. In this example, it's it's helping to spread lacrosse throughout the country while getting exposure because of these new relationships, and most of them being kind enough to share our story and promote the movie and what it's about with their existing fan base and their existing communities, so last week we actually released our first official trailer just last week, which is for most movies about a two and a half minute length feature for an upcoming movie uh, that that's that's revealed you know a few months before it comes out. And my job was to make sure that this reached the most eyes as possible when it came out. So I helped to coordinate. Sort of a launch similar to what you'd see for like a product launch in online business. I coordinated sort of a launch for this trailer, uh, you know, to beforehand sort of build some buzz and create anticipation for what almost seemed like an event. So, what we did was about a, a week before we were going to launch the trailer, we started talking about it on Facebook and Twitter. We put up a blog post uh, talking about it and when it was going to come out. We actually had a certain date and a certain time in place uh, to reveal it. I think that's important because if you just say it, it's, oh, it's coming out later this week or, oh, it's going to come out soon or next week or even just like three days later, uh, it's, it's not specific enough. People get excited, but then they don't know when exactly it's, co- it's going to come out. You, know, you build more buzz and anticipation if there's an actual date and an actual time that something is going to happen. So around the same time, you know, a week before uh, the trailer was going to come out, once we wanted to start building buzz, we contacted all of our partners, you know, our lacrosse friends and our Native American connections and kindly asked them in an email and then a follow up email later on to help out in a couple of ways. One, to build buzz with us, with their communities on their social networks and websites. And, uh, you know, some of them actually have email lists, uh, which is very helpful, too. But also, number two, to share the link to the video when it was revealed on our, on our end. We wanted to make sure that they would know that, you know, on Friday at 4.30, they were going to get an email with a link to YouTube to share and, that, and you know, with instructions on how to embed that on their websites as well, trying to re- make it as easy as possible for them to share. I mean, that that's another important rule that I always talk about. If you want people to do something for you, make it as easy and brain dead as possible to do it. So, uh, you know, all this went down uh last Friday. And you know all the prep work that goes into something like this, like a launch or a premiere and the coordination behind it. It's it's totally stressful. It gets totally stressful. But to just see it all, all come together and people getting excited about it, sharing the video, liking it, embedding it on their own websites. It's it's just pure happiness. And I swear, it was so awesome to see the response. We literally had like 500 likes and 100 shares on our one Facebook post in about an hour. Now the video in just a couple days is, is you know, approaching 65,000, 75,000 views, and it's being shared all over the place. It's totally awesome. And one thing to remember, especially if you want people to help spread the word about something that you're working on or something that you post, the one thing to remember is to just ask. You know, in our announcement on Facebook about the trailer, I made sure to include a call to action with it. I literally told people in that post to please like, share, and comment on it to help spread the word, and it totally worked. And of course, content is king, as we all know, and if your, your content is great, a lot of stuff will happen naturally, and the trailer is amazing, so it's no wonder people were so stoked about it. I literally have watched it at least... 50 times now but of course i'm a little biased because i've been a part of the movie since pre-production but it's it's getting some amazing responses both from the lacrosse community and for non-lacrosse fans and people who don't even like sports you know actually uh on my own personal facebook profile i shared the link to the video and and was like hey check out the new uh you know cricket heroes trailer i've been working on this project for a while And Cliff Ravenscraft from PodcastAnswerMan.com, a great friend of mine who's been on the show a couple times already. Uh, You know, I know he's not into sports that much, and he commented on that post and said, wow, that actually made me want to see this movie. Sweet. Uh, So we're hoping the rest of the world actually feels uh, the same way as Cliff does, of course. But really, this has truly been an amazing experience for me. And I know it's not passive, but it was something that helped me reach a lifelong goal of mine and something I was very interested in. And to come back full circle to what I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, uh, which I know I said was going to be more inspirational and motivational, although I did try to include some tips for you here and there based on the approach we were taking. Uh, But to come back to what I said earlier, this all happened because of the podcast but not just that, it's, it's so much bigger than that. And this is the important lesson. This is the important lesson of the entire show today. All this cool stuff that's happening right now happened because I put myself out there. I shared what I learned and I've always been trying to reach and teach more people through my brand. And as a result, so many wonderful and amazing things have happened just because. You know, it's, it's all karma. And even if you don't believe in karma and all that stuff, well, I do. But even if you don't, the truth is if you don't put yourself out there, nothing is going to happen. Nothing can happen. You're not even giving it a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like with this movie opportunity, with opportunities to speak at Blog World Expo, to be invited to share my knowledge in Europe this year which unfortunately I've had to turn down because it was such short notice, but you know, just to be invited. And to all the emails I get from people who want to partner with me and share ideas, even down to just getting readers on my site and traffic and, and, and earning subscribers and downloads of my podcast. Every time you publish something, every time you post something or upload a video or a podcast session, that is a seed of opportunity. A seed of opportunity, something that can be there later in the future and can possibly change your life later and give you opportunities that would never have happened otherwise. So plant seeds, everybody. Plant seeds and get something out there for people to get to know you by. Try to make a difference. Make the world a better place and reach as many people as possible and things will happen to you. Create opportunity. Don't just wait for it. Okay. That's all I'm going to say today. So thank you so much for listening in. Thank you to the Crooked Arrows crew. If you're listening to this, thank you so much for the amazing experience. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be there with you all the way and uh, take care, everybody. And one more time, Happy New Year. Thank you so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com.